0: Sure. True crime. <laughs> I think you're confusing the words true crime with
1: spooky. <laughs> I love it. Let's give the people what they want. True crime. <laughs> Kelly, we had a man who fucking murdered his entire family. There's no other way to put it. Shotgun. Closes his eyes. He opens his eyes. He's got a shotgun in his hand. He's shooting everyone. His Seven brain is bleeding.
0: Dead. On a
1: South, South Dakota, Dakota farm. farm. <laughs> This is the true crime portion of <laughs> "Sign on the Window." It took us forty fucking episodes, but the kids have demanded it.
0: We're here for the money. This is how money. you get the money. Ching ching. First you get the khakis, and then you get the Familicide, is what it's called. Do you know it is? the right word it? I did. Yeah, I think we both looked into this. And we both
1: it. looked into a couple of different people. So let's let's trade off our um, our experiences with the with the topic. So okay. Kelly, uh, enlighten me about somebody that murdered their entire family. Well. I'll do uh, – because I did it, I'll do Robert Williams. I
0: was going to sure. say. Yeah. Do you want to do that? Oh, like well, we
1: can both jump on, but
0: – Sure. you want to know about Stephen Supel?
1: I don't. So what's the next one?
0: March 23rd, 2008.
1: Oh, it's killed... recent.
0: Yeah. Right? I hope it's – <laughs> 2008, 1908. <laughs> oh, no, it's 2008. Uh, killed his wife – which was an Easter Sunday, by the way. Killed his wife and four adopted kids by beating them to death with a baseball bat called the cops the next day, but left the house before they showed up and crashed his car into a concrete barrier, killing himself. Supel had been... Your in... solemnness.
1: You're not really... I mean, I was... I'm reporting the facts. I know, and I was, like, being spooky, but now it just feels flippant, and I like it.
0: Supel had been indicted a month earlier on embezzlement charges for the more than $500,000 from the Iowa bank he was vice president of. He pled not guilty, but then later told investigators that he had, in fact, stolen thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Maybe that was part of the reason why he killed his family. We don't know. That just, he did. He bra- killed them all with a baseball bat and then killed himself.
1: That's an intense way to go. What
0: do you got, Daniel?
1: What do I got? I got Robert William Fisher. Now, I'm low-key sort of obsessed with the FBI top 10. Uh, whenever I remember it's a thing, I fall down a really deep rabbit hole where I kind of go over the same people over and over again. And I look at their mugshots and, like, the people that were on there for, like, the longest. And some of them were taken off because they were on there for, like, 40 years, oh. which is crazy to me. And that's what makes the list so interesting It's like, there are a core. Like, Osama bin Laden was on there for – since 98 until he was killed. I mean, he's on there for 22 years, you know? That
0: sounds really fascinating. Be on the lookout for Sign on the Window Presents, FBI's, <laughs> FBI's <laughs> most, wanted. most wanted. I know.
1: And so I just get really into it. And if they scare me. I mean, I get really scared. I go instantly back into myself watching uh, Unsolved Mysteries and getting really scared. And that that music through, but also just imagine those weird-ass mugshots that are staring like – and they're just fake. They're just composite drawings 100%. They're not even a real person. And just imagine looking out the window and just seeing that composite drawing. Not a real person. Composite drawing just coming up into, your into the window. You know, it's hilarious coming from
0: a guy uh, who, like, bravely slept in his car for a month because, like, you had like no fear. eight months. Yeah. Just throughout the oh, country. Oh, and also I drove
1: around the country yeah, yeah,
0: for six months. Yeah, with no fear. But you're like, oh, shit. Um, the idea was Well, no, but
1: th- you, you sort of accept it when you're doing that out of your car because I thought... If somebody came by and just shot me.
0: Then it is what it and is. Then it is what
1: it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think when you're in your house, I don't I don't no, today I don't feel like I deserve <laughs> I <feel> to die. <laughs> I feel like take my stuff, but if I'm just some guy on the street and like jilling, you know, fucking Montana, um or Gillette Montana Jilling, what the hell's that? In Gillette Montana, yeah, like shoot me. I don't know. Like I don't know what to say. Like you're I don't have any money. I'm clearly I sleeping in my, in my, my car. House,
0: don't- Don't casually peer up and through my window. Please don't do that.
1: Especially on the second floor. That would freak the fuck out of me. I can't (laughs) deal with it. Anyways, Robert William Fisher, who's been on the FBI's most wanted list since 2002. This guy is a piece of work. So he blew up his family's home with his wife and two children inside in Scottsdale, Arizona. Uh, Divorce was imminent. On April 10th, Mary was shot in the back of the head. Her children's throats were slashed from ear to ear before the house exploded. The initial explosion was so strong that um, it was enough to collapse the front brick wall of the house and to rattle the frames of neighboring houses a half a mile in every direction. Apparently, the gas line from the back of the house furnace was pulled in an attempt to conceal something, uh, you know, that it was him. Uh, The accumulating gas uh, was later ignited with a candle that Fisher had allegedly let you know, lit, sorry, waiting for the gas to accumulate and descend to the flame hours after being lit. So this gave him about a 10-hour head start before it blew up. So they were dead first. Wow, and so essentially like a really it.
0: long fuse on a bomb.
1: And on a bomb, yeah. And wow. then he got ahead, which a lot of these really crazy stories is that. It's that element of surprise. It's, or it's being so sadistic you set it up. But
0: he killed them first, which is so weird. Well,
1: he killed them because, I know, but they because could have you left. you don't want them going
0: anywhere. I know.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. put it like that. <sighs> All right, what you got?
0: Christopher Foster, August 26th, again 2008, fatally shot oh his wife and daughter and dogs and horses. Oh, extra no. special asshole. Before setting his Shropshire mansion on fire. This was in England. And laying down with his dead wife in their bed. Oh later dying of smoke inhalation so he he died he killed him so he murdered his family and all their dogs and all their pets then got back in bed with his dead wife after he like so he set a fire in his mansion got back in bed with his wife and then died of smoke inhalation security cameras on the property captured the whole thing and although he was a millionaire he spent his money recklessly and was close to having his home repossessed by creditors so he killed his family and burned it down the mansion that was about to be repossessed instead of admitting his problems to his family That was his way out of his financial troubles was to fucking kill his family and his
1: pets and set it all on fire. Someone we're not going to talk about, because if you are interested, go listen to our other podcast, If the Apocalypse Comes Beat Me.
0: John List! John List. Where I will tell you a little bit about another Another person who committed familicide.
1: Familicide, and he also did very much the same thing. He killed his entire family, because speculation is that he was also... Uh, having money troubles, and I'm like Hollis Brown. He killed his family to meet them in heaven, which is totally logical. Everything is fine. It's fine. If the apocalypse it's comes,
0: beat me. A weekly podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Follow us at BB pod on Twitter. Da da.
1: Boom. There you go. So, but if you can't right now because you're listening <laughs> to the Sun on the Window, uh, I'm going to tell you about Bradford Bishop. Back to the year of 1976. Ooh. This is where 1976 music plays in the background to kind of get you in the mood. Rumble, the rumble, the cars rumble in the streets. This is true crime. <laughs> I'm doing uh, so he's ex- expecting a promotion, Kelly. Guess what? He didn't fucking get it. Ooh, sounds like a recipe for murder. Investigation. Investigators later believed that he feigned sick, drove to Foggy Bottom. This is in Maryland. He drove to Foggy Bottom, which is like the greatest place. I would love to live in Foggy Bottom. Uh, you can stop at Foggy Bottom. I mean, if you played Fallout, <laughs> If you play Fallout, Foggy Bottom is a stop on the Metro. Really? Yeah. Uh, To the bank where he withdrew several hundred dollars. Uh, Then he drove to Montgomery Mall, which I've been to Montgomery Mall. Uh, He bought a sledgehammer and a gas can at Sears. And then he went on to Pooch's Hardware for a shovel and a pitchfork.
0: Oh, Pooch's. Totally
1: fine. Uh, Which is important because that's how they were able to identify Um, the shovel based on the markings on it. He got home around 7.30. Normal day. Just sick. Grabbing some, some... Gardening supplies for pooches. Uh, the kids were in their bed. His wife Annette was killed first. Uh, then his mother returned from a walk with their dog. Um, killed her. Uh, then Did he sons... kill the dog? No, the dog, as far as I know, is okay.
0: Well, probably dead. Now. He's
1: dead now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> then his sons, five, ten, and fourteen, killed him in their beds. Jesus. He loaded their bodies into his hatchback. Is uh, sorry, his hatchback?
0: Yeah, it's a car.
1: Yeah, like, the, yeah. A model of car. Yeah, exactly. It
0: probably was in a nice wood-paneled station wagon type Sa- of car. Station wagon, yeah. yeah. All right,
1: so he loaded the bodies into the station wagon, drove 275 miles south to the densely wooded swamps of North Carolina, off of Highway 94, about five miles from Columbia, North Carolina. Uh, anybody out there out of banks, you're enjoying a nice vacation on the Atlantic, imagine if you got onto the Sound and then just went in to North Carolina. It's just swamp. It's gross. It's disgusting. Uh, with a shovel and shit, he buried... And then burn the bodies. And he was discovered because a Forest Ranger uh, fire spotter. Because they used to, you know, just have people up there looking for fires. Weird. That's that's a job. That's a job. It's usually a job out west. So it's weird that even on a swampy terrain, maybe there were fires and stuff. Whatever. (laughs) Uh, They spotted the fire. So they let the Forest Ranger know. And he's the one that... Can you imagine, like, stumbling upon that? Holy shit. That would be traumatizing. How did he
0: bury then burn?
1: I think... I don't know. Well... Maybe I'm wrong about the timeline. <laughs> they <laughs> burned them, buried. I don't actually know, okay. but he like dug them into a pit, burned them. I
0: think, oh, and maybe. Uh, okay,
1: okay, yeah. Um, so his car was found outside the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Later, uh, the police theorized, and again, it's it's important that I note, and I did not, that Bishop had worked for the government. He was uh, sort of in in intelligence. And so he was looking for another promotion. And apparently this leads to maybe why he he did what he did. So police theorized that Bishop uh, had joined hikers on the Appalachian trail, trail. They attempted to follow his scent of the bloodhound. The bloodhounds, to follow his scent, but they didn't have any, any success. With a weak head start, he could have traveled on his diplomatic passport. And people have claimed to see him in Europe and, and claimed to have confronted him and said, hey— you're Bishop. And then he would freak out and like run away. One guy said he was on a train and he knew him from back in the day because they went to like the academy or whatever together. And he stopped on a train in like Sweden. They believe that he was in Switzerland, Switzerland. And he like turned and saw him in a car and he was just clean shaven and just looked like he did Looked like he would have as an, and he's like, that's him. That's motherfucking that guy. But he's on the train. He can't get out. He can't do right. anything. You know, he has no jurisdiction. So the train goes on, and he turns away, and then it's over. How crazy would that be? Um, so the motives are unclear. Some think that um, the promotion, obviously, as you said. Uh, some people think that he wanted to get another form posting, but because he had all the kids, he couldn't do it. Um, probably the reason is that his wife had started to study art <gasps> at the University of Maryland, despite Bishop wanting to have her stay at home be a stay-at-home mom how dare she so uh yeah i don't know that's probably a combination of all that shit people, so it seems like he a combination all Captured? Of all no he's still at large oh. he's gone he's is he gone. not on the fbi's list he is uh he's still on he's still on the fbi's list yeah his shit is weird because he did this when he was 30 70 something now wow so they hit he, he, he's he doesn't scare me because he is like a weird 3d rendering they don't do that for any of the new people. Like, if you took some of the scary photos from Unsolved Mystery Days and made them weird 3D images, I wouldn't be scared.
0: Because they're comical. Because they're
1: – yeah, they're, they don't even resemble human people. But when you have, like, you let your imagination go because yeah. you can't see a 3D bust of their head, um, they're terrifying. So he would probably scare the shit out of me in 1996. But today, no, he's, it's comical. He looks like every white person. I don't know how you would ever – Picture a white man in his 40s. He kind of looks like my dad, but it's like (laughs) 20 years off. Yeah. Like, I don't even understand. I don't get it.
0: Chris Benoit, part of my childhood and yours, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Raised on
1: wrestling. He's got the move where you uh, fall to the ground and he'll put his arms around. The crippler crutch? crutch. Yeah, something like that. Not the camel
0: clutch, because. Yeah, but. Problematically named Crippler something or other. He was also
1: in like ECW. That was his big thing. And yeah, so he was WCW,
0: WCW, ECW, back to WCW. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was definitely a popular figure. And I, I liked him. I, yeah. He's a great wrestler out of Canada. Of stuff, yeah. um, on June twenty fifth, 2007, the bodies of Chris Benoit, along with his wife and seven-year-old son, were found. He had strangled his wife and suffocated his son uh, and then hung himself from a piece of gym equipment in their home in Fayetteville, Georgia. Uh, there he placed Bibles next to both their bodies, and uh, his, the computer search on his... The search history on his computer showed that he possibly had tried to revive his son after the fact because he was looking up stuff on, on theoretically how to do CPR. Um, so the finisher, the Crippler that thing that he did, the mm-hmm. the grab, that was a ground move, but he also had another finisher where he would do a swan dive off the top turnbuckle. box That's awesome.
1: That's what he was known for, actually. That yeah. was a big one. Uh, it and didn't he have
0: would, a fun name. It was just a, a jump.
1: And he would always do, I mean, especially in ECW, I mean, that shit was tax and barbed wire. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was known for you're it. You're not just, just like, jumping onto just what like a like human. Just like McFoley. It's,
0: yeah, that. You're jumping onto concrete, stupid shit. Like, you're jumping onto chairs and you're jumping onto. And
1: that's the two. That's the two. Like, McFoley is still here. And Mankind. Mankind, yeah. Dude Ranch, uh, Dude dude, Love, all of it. Yeah. Like, oh, God, there was um, that
0: period. The tie-dye period.
1: Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. <gasps> um, He's still here. He still is cognizant and aware. But people believe he had CTE. He had the same brain injury. Right. That so from. that
0: the multiple concussions, which mm-hmm. we see in a lot of football players, yeah. they his father mostly maintains that that something was wrong with Chris, and and I fully believe that. And he just he also was on steroids. Like they found mm-hmm. his, his system positive thing. for that. Uh, but I I think and there was also rumors at some point that he had given his son Xanax before he killed him. Uh, like oh, it was no, kind of that's... premeditated in that way. So I, I don't know. I, I'm sure he, the dude had a lot of brain trauma. And uh, nevertheless, yeah, he killed he killed his whole family. So and he and killed himself.
1: <laughs> Historical murders. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, it's, it's bleak. I don't know how people do it. I guess that's why you drink. You feel like a, a sense of You they... just accidentally pitched another podcast. <sighs> no, this foray into true crime has been harrowing so far. Right. I don't know if I could do it. I don't know the tone to strike. Talk about Bob Dylan all the time. I mean, Halls Brown, I don't know how to make that cheery. I don't know what to do. That's why we're talking about murders <laughs> Abel Clemens, one of the oldest first mass murderers, if you will, in America at least, uh, murdered his entire family with an axe. Eight children near Clarksburg, West Virginia. I mean, it was Virginia at the time. And he was hung near Deckers Creek in Morgantown. West Virginia. West Virginia. You get the point. Um, eight, eight kids and his yeah. wife. One of, st- still one of the highest sing they they it's so shitty the world we live in today where none of this matters when fifty people can be murdered in a crowd like that um they have to classify them as like um people murdered in a single room a single space or within a certain time frame for it to be counted in this way um, yeah because we try to make is, the the distinction oh. between
0: like Mass murderers, multiple murderers, if there is a difference, yeah. and then you know, serial, serial killings or uh, spree killings.
1: And now it's these sort of numbers. Nine doesn't even phase you when yeah. you can get 30 people in a church. Absolutely. 20 kids in a classroom. 49 people in a nightclub. In a nightclub. So this guy is destroying people with an axe. Uh, th- these are all really old ones. So every every one of these is from before 1900. So I'll just go through them really quick. Sure. Uh, Captain James Pernington in Maine killed his wife and six children and then himself. Uh this was like 1806 I think. Uh Thomas uh George Wolf Wolfolk. Wolf Folk Uh this one's unique because he wasn't the father because a lot of these are like the father or the mother killing all the kids and the spouse. This was th- this was one of the sons killed his mom and dad and his entire family um in Georgia in 1887. So he killed nine total. Uh and he was he pretended like it wasn't him. And today they would say, he's insane. There was something wrong in his brain. But he essentially went to a neighbor's house and was like, everyone's dead. Uh, We were attacked. And then they realized, like, dude, you you did this. This is awkward. And so they hung him. I mean, most of these old ones end with a quick hanging, a quick jury, and... Get that guy up on a, on a tree. A
0: jury of, he definitely did it. <laughs> a jury of,
1: there's no doubt, there's no one around. Mm-hmm. He's the only survivor here, and there's no one else here. He definitely did it. Uh, and then James Dunham, uh, this was a famous one. He killed his wife and her entire family in Campbell, California in 1896 with an axe. And he was never caught. He actually got away. And people, in at the at the turn of the century, he was kind of a big phenomenon because... He was like a boogeyman, it's kind of like John List. He was the boogeyman of uh, what, New Brunswick or whatever the hell it was. You know, mm-hmm. that's what they called him. So I think there was a, a level of these kind of people that- Well, when they'd
0: never get well, they never get caught. When they never get caught, it's
1: scary, it's all mysteries.
0: Speaking of oldie murders and axe murders, murders, Martin Bergen. Marty, his friends would call him. <laughs> January 19th, 1900, famous Whoa. Major League Baseball player. Killed his wife and three-year-old son and six-year-old daughter with an axe before cutting his own throat with a razor, nearly decapitating himself. Which, how do you even? Whoa. Martin played for the Boston Bean Eaters. Of course. From 1896 to 1899, he'd been experiencing hallucinations and paranoia for more than a year before the murders. Despite the familicide, he's still remembered as one of the greatest catchers of all time.
1: The bee eaters, that's the true crime. It is! Him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some other famous uh, 20th, century, or century, 20th century murders. Uh, George Hassel killed his wife and eight children in Fairwell, Texas. Uh, he was also, I think the, the argument was of him having an incestual, incestuous relationship with one of their daughters. And then he killed everyone. In 1929, Charlie Lawson killed his wife and six of their seven kids on Christmas Day.
0: Oh, that's nice! In
1: North Carolina, he hey, went right out time for the holidays, Dan. Right for the time for the holidays. This is on Brandt. Uh, in fact, uh, this is brought to you by Sears Photo Studio. He went out to <laughs> Sears to get a photograph, which was uncommon at the time because they were poor. Um, it just wasn't something you did unless you were super posh. Uh, so we got a picture of them. So you. Going to Wikipedia and looking this up, the Lawson and Family Murder. Oh, that's terrible. You can see
0: oh.
1: it's terrible. And then, um, so he killed them with a shotgun, and then he killed himself. The only survivor was his eldest son, sixteen-year-old Arthur, uh, who he had sent on an errand just before committing the crime. Can you imagine being Arthur?
0: Oh my God! And he
1: died when he was like thirty in like a an accident um, in California. I think he had a car accident or something, and he left behind a wife and four kids. This is like never-ending with them. 1975, James Rupert, on Easter, he killed his brother, his sister-in-law, and his and eight and their eight kids. Wow. Uh, yeah, that was a that that is a crazy one. He was like super jealous of his brother. He was just like he lived with his mom, alcoholic, just kind of a weirdo. And then one day, he just kind of came down and killed them all. 1985, George Banks in Pennsylvania killed 13 people. Uh, a lot of them as, uh, as family member. In 1987, Ronald Simmons in Arkansas killed 16, 14 of them family members, including a daughter that he sexually abused and the child that they had together. Um, he killed them all, laid jackets and tablecloths over them, proceeded to drink and watch TV around their dead bodies for the next two days, and then he went out to the places he used to work and shot at people. They were, I think they were only all wounded outside of that. And then after he got to the last place, he wounded a receptionist, sat down, and chatted with her as the cops arrived. And then he was actually part of a Supreme Court case because he did not appeal his death penalty. He said, I should die. And that's pretty rare, just like not even going through the appeals process because he was like, do you need to kill me? Like, I'm terrible. Yeah. The fact that you're keeping me alive is whatever. And, um, and so another inmate um, appealed... On his behalf almost because it, in his theory, it made him – it made other people look bad by him not appealing because then essentially it's casting aspersions on everyone oh, else. like no one
0: else is innocent. Right, They're exactly. we're all crazy like this fucker. Exactly.
1: And so – and and then there was also speculation for him that he also wanted to be put up against him in like a regular hearing because uh. him killing one person in sort of a weird – Accident, accidental way, if you will. Can you see how this is different? Versus this is fucking different. Meditated yeah. people, yeah. And so the Supreme Court did not. They said there's no, no, you don't have to, unless unless you're a family member. I think that's where it came down. Like if the family member can appeal on their behalf, if there's weirdness, but nobody claimed his body in the end. He was killed by the state, and he was delivered in a pauper's grave because. His family members that were alive refused to take his body. No fucking kidding. No shit, of of course. So that was pretty crazy. And then the last one would be um, Marcus Wesson in 2004. I don't know if you saw this guy, but he homeschooled his children uh, and taught them uh, from a handwritten Bible that focused on Jesus Christ being a vampire. These are like weird things like that, but he essentially just said that same cultist line that I am God, you are destined to be mine. So he was like getting symbolically married to 8 and 9 year olds who were his daughters' oh. kids that were incestuous. Yeah, so it was a big thing for a long time and in the end they the cops got wind or whatever came and that's essentially when he just killed everybody. And they were living in the backwoods of wherever the fuck. Well, as you do. And as you do, and he kept the the kids like he would have kids with these people his own daughters. Okay. Just so we're clear. Not and just
0: sister wives, but daughter-sister wives. Daughter-sister.
1: Oh, my God. And then he would send the boys off to be in, like, the little barn over there. And the girls would live in, like, an abandoned boat. Well, to be taken by the Night King. Because then he – I don't know. He,
0: what? Sorry. The boys were taken by the Night King and the girls uh, were oh, married. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly.
1: <laughs> right. Oh, my God. You're bringing up, like, traumatic things. Sorry, I'm trying to sorry. talk about something really simple. Not traumatic. You're bringing up anyway. the traumatic uh, Game of Thrones <laughs> podcast experience we did. I'm um, talking about people dying here. um yeah, no, anyways, they would live in a boat. And, and again, it's not a real boat. It's it's in the middle of the woods. They're living in a boat. Oh, um, yeah, but he would keep them apart because he didn't want his sons, sons and daughters being attracted to one another. Which is, like, <laughs> the mind that you're in, that that's fucked up. Like, they wouldn't. They would think, we gotta get the fuck out of here. What the fuck is going on? Well, or they every, wouldn't because they have no idea what Every
0: the level like. of z- is just wrong.
1: Absolutely terrible. That was probably the worst one for me because, oh, my God. Like, just how do you create a little environment like that where it's not just him That's a, it's you were other people are involved like he got with somebody that had a daughter and he that's how it started like he was 27 I think he was and he convinced this girl that he was with I think he had a, like two daughters or whatever and the daughter the little girl was eight years old and was like I'm gonna be with this girl I'm gonna and and didn't say no peace out was like, yeah, I believe you. I believe that you're God. And here we go. Ugh.
0: That's just horrible.
1: That's horrible. (laughs) I know. I can't even do it.
0: So one of the most famous familicide supposed incidences you had never heard of, which I was great. There's even a children's rhyme about it.
1: I couldn't name it if you tried. Lorenzo...
0: Lizzie Borden took an axe. gave her mother forty wax. When she saw what she had done, she gave her father forty one. And you—that's—I do know that. So there you go. Lizzie fucking Borden. Daniel was like, "I don't know if that's a person." So that's amazing because. You mean Anthony
1: Bourdain? No. Okay. Lin- but close Lindsay enough. Lizzie
0: Borden. Uh, this is and and I was like, maybe I do have a different perspective because this is my people. This is like my dad's entire family, Fall River, fucking Massachusetts. My mother my oh. my grandmother lives in Dighton, which is the next town over. Like nice. Yeah. Fall River, Massachusetts, Did your August 4th. No, Lizzie Borden? Sure didn't, because this was eighteen ninety two. Uh Abby, who was Lizzie Borden's stepmother, and Andrew Jackson Borden, her father, was Murdered or found dead, I should say, on the uh, morning of August 4th, 1980. Nope, 1892. 1892, my bad. Abby had been stabbed, not stabbed, sorry, hatcheted 18 times, not 40. Um, Blow to the head and then uh, hatcheted. I don't know what you call it, struck. Yeah. Struck um, 17 more times in the back. How many times could you
1: do it before it's just a bloody pulp?
0: I mean, so her her dad, Andrew Jackson, was found just in the face, 11 strikes straight oh to the face. Oh, my God. Uh, he was, like, napping on a couch. So it was, it was really surprising you hadn't heard about this because it's such a famous case. Um, I say alleged axe murderer because she was tried but not convicted um, the, because they couldn't really prove motive. So they, they did find Lizzie – they were a really affluent family, the Bordens, yeah. um, in, in Fall River at the time. And the the only motive they could really string together was that she was she wanted inheritance. Her and her sister stood to inherit all of the wealth. It's like if the both Menendez them were dead.
1: twins or whatever, killing their yeah, the Menendez brothers. Yeah, they wanted that money. They spent it. Right. Clearly, that's. Uh,
0: and they did discover at some point that she had purchased or or been trying to purchase some kind of poison. So that was obviously a little. Ah! But then there was also claims of a—, a They also stri- bought her flowers
1: one time, so it was like, oh, it's potato, <laughs> potato. It's
0: there was also claims of a man in dark clothes fleeing from the scene, and, and there was a lot of things that went around. The point is she wasn't convicted. And she lived until she was, I think, 60-something. She lived into the 1940s. Um, the house is still there. It's now a bed and breakfast. And I actually have pictures of me um, at her grave because it's still there in, in Fall River, the Bourne wow. grave. And, um, and I went to go see it because I was visiting my grandma a couple of years ago. And I was like, fuck it. It's the Borden's house. It's like right yeah. there. Let's go. Um, but, yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting case because we'll never know. We'll never really know what happened if Lizzie really did it. Uh, it was also, I think it was a lot of sexism involved. Go figure. Uh, it's one of the most famous cases because women don't do this. As we've just went over 15-something murders, and these are all committed by men. Fair. I think the other thing is that um, she was kind of an outcast to begin with. She was, she was a little bit of an oddball. So it was like yeah. it was easy to throw that
1: on there. What do you her. think?
0: I don't think Lizzie did it. You don't think Lizzie, I don't think Lizzie did it? <laughs> you
1: believe The Man in the Long Black Coat. Cue the music. Cue the
0: I'm music. super shocked you never heard of it because it is so famous. There's been so many movies. Christina Ricci, Lizzie Borden took an axe. Uh, I actually watched it on Netflix about a year ago. You literally,
1: literally don't know what you're talking about. Crickets are chipping. The water
0: is high. There's a song. cotton bits on the line. Hanging dry. The windows wide open. Tell me about lady murderers.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. So lady murderers. Yeah. So I was curious because I was like, oh, these are all going to be guys killing them. And so when I found my guy before. Oh, um, shit.
0: Casey Anthony. There have definitely been there ladies definitely, that i No, no,
1: that's fine. That's true. But I didn't realize it went back even further. So uh, let's just run through a couple of them. So, it, again, we're talking about Hollis Brown. Not just about Hollis Brown murdering his entire family. Women also did it as well. And for reasons that appeal to this song. Uh, Rosa Wersner. This is from the New York Times. I'm going to read these like a newspaper kid because these are all headlines. Yeah, see? From, hey, see? Okay, so this is from the New York Times. Uh, February 25th, 1901. Kills her six children. Crazed by poverty. Woman throws herself in a well. Jumps in. Deliberately drowns them. June 15th, 1902. Mary Molly Westrope. Kills six children. Horrible deeds of a Mississippi mother. Mad from the heat. Nice. Ellen C. Johnson in North Dakota. which I was trying to find places that weren't just... You know, I wanted to kind of get, like, the upper Midwest and kind of where Hollis Brown would be. Uh, New York Times. Uh, this is from November. This is from October 23rd, 1911. Dies with her six children. Mother locks all in a house and applies oil in a match. Why is it always six? I know. Also- that's I, – I know. I, there was a – I was finding
0: – I was just
1: finding six and then I – left people off that weren't sex.
0: That's also definitely the newsy voice. You're being incredibly accurate, oh, and good. I'm proud of you for doing that accent. Thank you. But we went immediately, see, which is <clears throat> investigator, like, flat foot uh, from the 50s. Okay, that's So we correct. fucked that up. Okay. But you're doing great. Thank Keep you. Keep going.
1: Thank you. This is uh, Lily May Curtis from 1938 from The New York Times again. Well, see, this is, this is more – this is not so much the headline as much as, like, the byline, the next line over. Mm-hmm. The byline is the by. Who writes it. Yeah. But kind of the secondary headline. Uh, but – A mother who told officers she was ill and unable to provide for her family killed six of her nine children as they slept at a lonely farm, home near... Oh, uh, see... Why six? I'm sorry, all these old ones have, like, weird commas. As they slept near a lonely farm home, near here last night, kissing each one good night before shooting them.
0: Oh my god!
1: Crazy. Do you have any more? No! You're done. Okay, so those... Those were a long time ago. I mean, the last one right there was 1938. Um, I kept I, I only took the ones that did six kills only because it was six children and seven get the moms uh, and not all the moms died in that one but I was just kind of drawn to it however there were a lot of ones that echoed Hollis Brown so these ones if you want me to keep doing them, the newspaper voice I certainly can uh, this is from 1897 <laughs> yes uh, I this do September 26, 1897 Iowa Farmer's Awful Act John Becker kills his wife and five children at night and then commits suicide another child is fatally shot No motive for the tragedy yet has been disclosed, although it is intimated that there was trouble about the farm. Trouble about the farm. Edwin Stevens, 1905. This is from Los Angeles Times. Insane shots (laughs) and family. Horrible tragedy at the Ross Valley Chicken Ranch. Sickly Stevens. I love that we're like... (laughs) Really throwing Stevens under the bus. Sickly Stevens murders wife and three children in their beds, fatally shoots two remaining children, fires at the milkman, and then he (laughs) takes his own life. Oh, my God. Charles Ayers. This is from 1905. This is from New Hampshire, so didn't really adhere completely to the Midwest. But this is from the LA Times as well. Seven perhaps murdered. Perhaps, because they don't know. Farmer drives from his burning house and commits suicide. Farmer. This From Minnesota, so this is a bit closer, right across the right across the way. Uh, Family of seven shot dead in their home. Bank cashier believed to have killed his wife, five children, and himself in Ormsby, Minnesota.
0: Hollis Brown.
1: And there were a few weird ones that happened in the 60s. Now, again, I think Hollis Brown is a stand-in for all of this. But in 1961, Ronald Bauer killed uh, his wife and five children which sounds familiar, that happened um, in in the real world. In 1963, Elizabeth Greger killed her five children, called her husband home from work, and calmly shot him with a 12-gauge shotgun in Pennsylvania. She then called the authorities and said, something's happened at my house, and they said, what's going on? And she said, you'll see when you get here. And then she killed herself, and they showed up. In 1964, a little bit after this, William Gravelin, this was in Minnesota, this was in Michigan, a former patient, he was a former patient of a mental health hospital, but he killed his wife and six children with an axe, put identification tags on each one of them, and stayed at home with the bodies for two days and two nights before disclosing the deed to police. So shit was still happening. We obviously talked about 2002, 2008. Right, yeah. I mean, it doesn't go away. It's bleak. It's bleak. There's seven people dead on a South Dakota farm. There's seven people dead on a South Dakota farm. Someways in the distance, there's seven new people born. Howdy, Daniel here. Just finishing the edit on this episode, realize we don't really have an ending. So I thought I would just slap on something here at the end. Thanks so much for listening uh, and listening all year. Uh, this is the finale of, of episode 40. We are going to be back on Christmas Day. And subsequently after that with a couple more episodes, we're going to pick our first song of season two. So please be on the lookout for that. Sound quality issues aside in this episode... Uh, And if you can still hear me, I did not blow out your eardrums completely, which is good. Um, I just want to once again thank everybody for for listening, and we will see you uh, for Christmas for a special treat and a lot more. See you then. Bye.